And welcome back, folks, to We'll Take It From Here with Joe and Don. My name's Joe. And I'm Don. And you're listening to a show in which we talk about life with the goal to make you laugh, but most importantly, to make you think. We do that in a variety of ways. We like to talk about life. We generally don't know what we're going to talk about before the show comes on, but we will also talk about politics, and we love to interview really fucking cool guests, of which we have one today. But before we introduce our guest, Don, where can our audience find us? Uh, you know where to find us by now. Uh, I've been saying this every single week so <laughs> guys you can follow us on uh instagram at we'll take it from here podcast um we are on youtube now so that's really exciting if uh you want to watch us on youtube the show will be uploaded live well not live but will be uploaded to youtube so make sure you subscribe like and uh do us a favor and review the show if you can wherever you're listening right now whether it's on spotify or apple helps us grow the show and um you know get our ratings up like and stuff like that so that would be awesome uh, so again, as, as always, we appreciate all the support each week. It's really, really cool. And uh, we have a lot of fun things planned for the show here for this year. Uh, we, we're introducing a new segment to the, to the show called Jit Zone, where we're um, diving deeper into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and talking all about that. So that's really, really cool. Um, we'll be doing a mental health segment as well here in the coming months. Um, so stay tuned for that. Um, and really, really exciting uh, guest planned and coming up on the show. So um, fun stuff. So we're uh, excited to keep going, rocking and rolling. Hell yeah. Love that. All right. Without further ado, let's introduce our guest. Welcome to Joe Farina. How you doing, man? Doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Hell yeah. Thanks for coming on. All right. So basically, you know how the show works. We just like, you know, when our guests come on, you just go as far back as you want, you know, tell the audience as much about you as you can, and then we go from there. So who's Joe Farina, man? I'm a very simple person, man. I'm a, I'm a family man at first. Right? Awesome. I've been... Uh, I'm married with my wife for about 16 years now. Been okay. with her since high school. Awesome. So I started dating her when I was a sophomore in high school. Damn, high school yeah. sweetheart. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I've been nice. through everything, every major milestone I've been with her for, That's which is fantastic. Awesome. Um, I'm a father of three daughters, which is also amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I live everything for them. Uh, I'm a uh, black belt in jiu-jitsu under Andy and Mikey up here. Nice. Hell yeah. So I got that back in July. I'm, uh, I've been with them since day one. Yeah. So right before they opened the doors, I knew it was going to be something fantastic, so I, I joined over there. Oh, so you so you knew Mikey and Andy way be, uh, before, or did you just happen to come there when they opened? So it's actually a, a long, a cool story. So I knew Andy through kickboxing. Uh-huh. Um, he was getting ready for some fights. I used to train with Reggie Good, and uh, we would spar a lot together. I was training since 2004 in jiu-jitsu. I'm oh, a lifelong wow. martial artist. Damn. 30, 32 years I've been in martial arts. Wow, that's but, awesome, uh, man. Since I was four. But uh, for jiu-jitsu since 2004, so I was bouncing around from a few different schools. Um, first school I went to, I really didn't like the atmosphere. And uh, I went to a couple different different schools. That's where I met Adrian first. And then I went to another school where the instructor, I was his only student representing the school. Mm-hmm. So at a tournament. So I went to a tournament, and you know how those things go. I was sitting around three, four hours before they call your name. So it's, I'm like just about to get on. He's like, I had enough of this. I'm, I'm out. So I'm like, super. So I'm like a white belt. I'm by myself now. Your coach just left you just, mid. Just left me there. So Mikey sees this. And I knew Andy. I really didn't know. I knew of Mikey, but he didn't know who I was. Mm-hmm. So he sees it. He comes right over. He goes, bro, I got you. That's like, I'll coach so you. fucking nice. cool. So yeah. I ended up getting destroyed in the tournament. Like this this Brazilian dude beat the living daylights out of me. <laughs> but uh, I, was, I thought it was so cool. So I was talking to Andy and Mike after the tournament. And I was like, man, are you guys coaching anywhere? And they're like, yeah, we bounce around. But we're looking at opening a school. And I'm like, I don't care where it is. Just tell me, and I'm, I'm joining. So like two weeks before they opened, they were putting the mats down, and Andy called me. He's like, yeah, we got this location. I'm out right there. I went down there. They're, him, Dylan, Dennis, like they're putting mats down. I, I went and joined. So That's awesome. That's yeah. fucking cool. Wait, so so 
as a white belt though that must be incredible like not incredible in a bad way yeah. you're literally waiting to go on all the nerves uh before competition you're you're trying to go over your game plan you're trying to say okay calm yourself down you don't know what's about to happen you're basically going into a fight yep. and your coach just drops you like what like you just had enough he was and then, you know it's like it's nerve-wracking you're sitting around three four hours you don't know when you're gonna go but yeah he's like yeah i had enough i'll see you later god damn and i'm like super and then mikey just comes over and just calms me right down and i was like okay i got this oh dude that's fucking Do crazy you remember how your match went with mikey coaching so mikey it was actually pretty funny he says to me he's like i like what's what's your move that you like to do and i'll, I'll try to help you get there i'm like i love bow and arrow bow and arrow choke. Yeah, it was bro. a gi tournament he goes all right man we'll get you there two seconds in the guy gets me in a bow and arrow chokes me out. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's that like, didn't go as planned i'm no. like no but at least you knew now what to do from there for the for the bow and arrow dude, that's yeah. such a bad that's like a Bad as in like a brutal choke. Yeah. Like when you when someone gets you in that dude, oh, yeah. that comes on quick and it's it hurts too. Oh, I learned oh, yeah. from that one. I get hitting it all the time. That's my yeah, that's yeah, my choke. <laughs> Love it, awesome. But besides that, yeah, and I'm a I'm a police officer in Morris County. Okay, I've been on for about 16 years. I, I came from the jail for one year, so I got like 17 years in the pension already. Okay, and uh, it's really it. I'm an instructor at the Morris County Academy. I, I love teaching police, and we'll get into that. I teach on Sundays to police and. It's just a passion of mine. Yeah, sure. I like sure. to teach jujitsu. When when you said that you came from the jail, you were a corrections officer or for the juvenile juvenile the detention juvenile? Okay. center. Yeah, 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 one year there, absolutely hated it. Like what? I was, I did security at the hospital before that. I was looking to go back, and really, luckily, I got into the academy, and well, I had to pay my own way, alternate route. So, what what type of like was it? Basically, just a mental drain every day to be. Is it because you were around kids like troubled individuals that they weren't the sort worst of, part? No, it was nah, like, really. There's some bad kids in there. There was kids that were there from Newark from uh, murder and stuff. Yeah, wow. but like they know they're in there and they have to behave, or like the rules are going to make life horrible for them. Yeah, the the staff it was just horrible. Like, wow, just you're treated like a prisoner as a guard. Like, I absolutely hated my job. Wow. So I was, I was, I was so lucky yeah, to get into the police academy when I did and uh, absolutely loved it. So That's awesome. Damn. I can't believe, though, that, like, you would think it would want to, because in the name itself, corrections, right? Yeah. You would think that the facility would want to be there to help out everybody, right? To, yeah. to create an atmosphere in which everyone can be, maybe not calm, but... Um, respect each other and now not only do you have to well, obviously you said there were some bad kids juveniles and you have to watch your shoulder over your shoulder from them but now yeah. you have this whole freaking uh what do you call it like leadership that's yeah. not even leaders they're just there's a huge difference between a boss and a leader those, yeah. were, those were bosses they weren't leaders and like i was there for some some good fights yeah and for these kids being bad quote unquote bad they would have our backs so like wow. we'd be fighting other kids and like I'd look over and this kid's like helping me rip somebody off of somebody. Oh wow! Yeah, where like the staff, like the admin, is really looking to hang you out the dry. So. Holy so shit! Kind of like the guys in the suits. That yeah, I also think it was too like there was a handful of us that you know we're gonna go somewhere, we're gonna get picked up, okay. and these guys were stuck, and I think they just resented us for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's yeah. a stepping stone that job. You don't want to stay there. Damn. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, now you say you get into the academy. What what pushed you to want? to take a career in law enforcement was it something that you always wanted to do as a kid yes. because i know that you know what it is is back then back then i mean like when we were younger when you were you're older than us for sure um not for sure not for sure <laughs> how, old, how old are you, how old are you? Very short. okay never mind yeah yeah you're, you're no, six years is nothing yeah. no um don't bone arrow me for that oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> no but when you when people want to become a police officer, usually it's it comes from inside, right? Yeah. That they want to make a difference. Is that what it was for you? No. So like 
right now I'm a sergeant and we're interviewing people. Yeah. And I see that all the time. It's like, hey, I went to college. I didn't know what I wanted to do. So uh, I'm, I'm going to try law enforcement. And I'm right then and there, you can answer every question perfectly. And I'm like, no, you're not, not the right person. Mm. This is like, yes, people say it's a calling. I grew up in a law enforcement household. My dad was a retired chief of police. Um, he became a chief when I was in the fifth grade. So I, I came up seeing this stuff, hearing about his calls, uh, seeing what the differences he made to, uh, to the public. And I was always fascinated by it. Mm -hmm. So like watching cop shows with him and stuff like that. So I, I loved it since I was five years old, probably. Oh, damn. Um, yeah, there's pictures of me uh, walking around in like a Halloween costume of a, of a police uniform. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. I would never take it off. Like it wasn't even Halloween. <laughs> I always had it on. That's awesome. Yeah. Shit. So yeah, I, I always wanted to do something like that. And with the family support and all that stuff, it's huge. You can't just come and say like, I want to be a cop one day. Yeah. You're going to get yourself hurt or somebody else hurt. Like mm -hmm. you have to be all in. It's that one job where if you're not focused, you're going to get somebody hurt. Yeah. So I was all in. Awesome. And like, yeah, it makes you like, you want to help. So I'm very community oriented. I'm not going out there writing tickets. I'm going out there and I'm seeing that one kid playing basketball and I'm like, hey man, shoot some hoops and Nice. That's Talk, fucking, talking to the public. Dude, that's awesome because I feel like that's been lost. And yeah. I mentioned this on one episode. I, I forgot which episode. I think it was with uh, Remo. Yeah. Um, and I and you see this dynamic where the police back then, they used to, back then, I'm talking now like 50s and 40s, used to always be on the street. So yeah. you would always have a, a, a relationship with your community. Now they're always in the car, right? Nice. The officers are mostly in the car. Is that something that's like... To instructed for patrol to be in the car or is that a choice mostly no i can't speak for all towns uh -huh. um, like where remo works that's a big town so it's going to be pretty hard for you to just like start walking the streets yeah i work in a very small town mm -hmm. and luckily my chief does have our back with that where he is very community oriented so we're in a family kind of atmosphere in morris county and we got lakes and stuff like that. Like we're very big in the summer, mm -hmm. so in the winter time, there's not there's a lot of downtime. Yeah. So instead of just sitting somewhere and watching people, like hawking people for speeding, like oh you you just went over, I'm gonna write you a ticket. No, I'm out there like trying to talk to kids, and we do a lot of community events, which I love doing, like yeah. uh, Halloween parades and stuff like that. So cool. Yeah, I'm always trying to be out there with the kids. I used to teach lead, which is uh, dare back in the day. Oh, the drug abuse resistance yeah, education. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now it's called lead. I forget what it stands for, but I, I taught that for a few years. I just loved interacting with kids and uh -huh. trying to make a difference to them and that's, see what happens. So. That's so fucking cool. You think, man. The, uh, you think that made a difference that there and what's called now lead? I hope so. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I hope so. That was always like a thing. Like, are you introducing? I think it's, it's hit that, too young. Yeah. You know, like, it, it shouldn't be hit in the fifth grade. Right. I had I had dare in the fifth grade. Luckily, I never did drugs. I martial arts my whole life, but we're still teaching it in fifth grade. Yeah. So these kids don't know what pot and all that stuff. Like yeah. maybe because of the internet, they're starting to learn what it is. But you need this in high school. Yeah. Like I think we're getting them too young, and then when you start being tempted with different drugs and alcohol, that that's so long ago. You don't remember the, I think the so talks too. we had. Yeah, that's good. Or it should be hit in fifth grade, and then maybe readdressed in like eighth mm -hmm. and sophomore year. Yeah. Oh shit. And that's a good point, actually. Yeah. Um, so when you go up to these kids, right? Like if a kid's playing basketball, do they do? Is there like this automatic sense for them, like, oh shit, did I do something wrong? And before you you de-escalate and be like, hey, what's up? I, I try to. Not, I don't want to scare them. So right when I get a car, I'm like, oh bro, pass me the ball. And oh, that's yeah, sick. I'll, I'll drive around to try to find some kids shooting hoops, and yeah. we'll just play. Or like last summer, there was like a couple kids out there with water guns. So I was like, yo, man, let me have one. And they, were, they soaked me. Like, oh, it was like an ambush. I thought there was like three kids and like yeah. 12 come out of the bushes. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yo, dude. They gave me like this little dollar store squirt gun and they had Super Soaker 5000s. Oh, and, fuck. Like, I walked back in the headquarters just soaked. And like, what happened to you? I'm like, 
I tried the community police and now I'm soaked. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, and you also found maybe future, uh, future candidates, man. Yeah, future Navy Shields. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, where did you come from? Yeah. That's Got awesome. Got a ghillie suit on. Man, Yo, what are you doing? Yeah. That's fucking sick, dude. I'm, I'm so stoked to hear that you, um, that you do more of the community policing. I think that's really important, especially yeah. for young kids these days. When you think about it, a lot of troubled households, right? From whatever, the pandemic or maybe just being raised single parent who knows right yeah and then to see a, an, a, a person of like a figure of authority right mm-hmm. go out there and just chill and fucking play like you know how fucking stoked those kids must have been going home like mom dad i just fucking shot a cop with like um with the water guns and soaked him and we ambushed them they probably made oh, a yeah. fucking day i was yeah. all over social media probably with that one yeah yeah for <laughs> sure yeah they love That's it awesome it's cool. Yeah, I'm lucky to be in a small apartment. Yeah, like yeah. That. Like mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be like in a in a Newark, Jersey City kind of thing where you're just going call to call. Yeah, you're just trying to keep like the population under control. You're not making a difference. Yeah, my department, I think we can make a difference. But mm-hmm. like you said, like you said, like is lead being taught too early? Yes. But if this kid constantly sees me and knows they can come to me yeah. and, and not be like only when I, there's trouble. Mm-hmm. Or only when there's something bad, like hey, Officer Joe. Like I always tell them, it's never Officer Friend. Like I'm Officer Joe to you guys. Yeah, and they're like, oh, it's so cool. And like they'll come up to me and show me their grades or some. They all know I like jujitsu and stuff like that because I'll talk to them about it in the school. And yeah. they're like, oh, I joined karate. And like that's so cool. Oh, that's pretty that's cool. Yeah, they'll talk so, to me about it. So you're in, awesome. the, in the school as like a. I used to be. Okay. Yeah, I was a detective for uh, three years. So when I was in the detective bureau, I got to do the school. Now I'm back on the road as a as a road sergeant. Gotcha. Nice. Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, so um, because what what I do want to get into with you is there's big two big things here: jujitsu, martial arts, yeah. right, and being a police officer. And you, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, you take the lead in teaching law enforcement officers jujitsu, right? Yes. Did that start like how how early on in your career did that start? How early on in your career did you know that this martial art, mm-hmm. jujitsu in particular, is needed for officers? So I got into jujitsu um, more as a sport. Okay. One of my defensive tactics instructors, I've known him since I was four, and I was taking traditional karate for 18 years. Mm-hmm. He calls me one day and says, hey, man, you should come and come train with us. I was like, yeah, sure. Now I'm a second-degree black belt at that point in karate. And I uh, go to him and a couple of the guys who had, like, my instructor had a lot of experience, but the other guys were basic boxers. And I'm like, all right, man, let's spar. And I go into like this deep karate stance and they beat the snot out of me. Like, I look like I never learned a thing in my life. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, man, like you're, you're serious about becoming a cop, right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, all right, start training with me more and more and we're going to get that down. So I, I quit karate, started training with him solely. And I'm like, I'm wasting this dude's time. That's where I got into jujitsu, like out of school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, this is highly effective. So I've been on for 16 years. I, uh, I've been teaching in the Sunday classes up here for a little over three, I think, but I've been teaching at the academy for about seven. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, but before that, maybe like eight, nine years ago, I went to a defensive tactics class, DT, they call it for law enforcement. And I'm like, yeah, man, I'm like, teach me something. So this dude, he wasn't a cop. He did like a couple tours in Iraq or Afghanistan or something. Legit guy, um, MMA fighter, all that. So he has like 12 of us in the class. And he legit taught, like, all right, somebody grabs your uniform. This is how you're going to peel it off. You're going to arm drag. He takes the back and suplexes the person he's training with. Oh, wow. So he's like, all right, guys, one, two, three, clap. So I go to the guy I'm training with. I'm like, we're not training that. Like, I don't want my neck broken. (laughs) And uh, as other guys are actually working it, the instructor's coming around. He's like, there's something wrong. I'm like, bro, just so you know, like, 
this is New Jersey. This isn't Iraq. This isn't Afghanistan. Like, <laughs> if I do that, the best that'll happen is I get fired. The worst is I'll be just in a jail cell somewhere. Like, I, you can't do that. Yeah. He's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't think about that. I'm like, and I'm like, I'm talking to like people. I'm like, that's the problem. Like, we get guys who are fantastic fighters, but they're not cops. Mm-hmm. And there's a huge hole in that system. And like, right before I started teaching, they were still teaching. Like, all right, man, like you square up with me, I'm gonna wrist lock you. Well. Yeah, you're being a good partner, mm-hmm. and on paper that looks fantastic, but it's not practical. Yeah. So like closing the distance with jujitsu and taking the person down, and it was just so much more effective. I'm like, let me start bringing this to the academy, but you need different certifications to teach. And uh, I went and got all, some of those and got my uh, instructor uh, course done. And when I started going to the academy teaching, other instructors are like, bro, like what is that? Like they started watching me. Like this is the first class I'm teaching. Mm-hmm. Guys have been teaching 20 years. Are like, yo, like, all right, you're gonna take over class today, and huh. it became pretty quick. Where like I was just teaching the whole thing. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think that also has a big part to do that you understood what was needed, right? Yes. Because yeah, cool. If you're in Iraq and someone do grabs your uniform, yeah, fucking kill them. But you can't yeah. do that on the street. No. And, and it's always been like that too. Like old school you know, defensive tactics. DT instructors would be like, all right, this guy squares up with you. You're gonna hook him, punch him. This, that. I'm like. Yeah, on paper that's that's great, but why would I want to lump somebody up yeah. when I can easily take you down and just cuff you? Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. we're supposed to use the least amount of force necessary. Yeah. And uh like with jujitsu specifically, like I have no ego. You oh I could beat you up. Sure, you can, whatever. I'm I'm not here to lump you up. Mm-hmm. And if you are, you're in the wrong job. So like I don't want to get hurt, you don't want to get hurt, let's just do this the easiest way, and that's jujitsu. Because like I've been through a lot of courses, Krav Maga for law enforcement. Fantastic. You want to present the gun, present the knife, the techniques are great. But they're like, that guy squares up with you. And they're like showing you like throat punches. I'm like, bro, you can't do this. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yet again, you can't do this. Not New Jersey, like anywhere in the country, you should not be doing that. Yeah. Can't mm-hmm. do it at, because you shouldn't be using that type of force. Well, there, there's, level, there's different levels of force. So, like, okay. so if you're grabbing my gun and I'm defending it, yeah, I'll, I'll throw punch you all day if I throw it. Okay. That's what it takes. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're starting out like from the beginning. It's like they're Got starting it. up here like at level 10. Where do you go from there? So if I start at level one, I could work my way up. Level 10, you, you all saw with like George Floyd and stuff, mm-hmm. like yep. there's a knee on a guy's neck. That's so unnecessary. Yeah. So like guys ask me all the time, oh man, being a DT instructor, you must have had to change your whole curriculum after George Floyd. I'm like, I haven't changed a single thing. Yeah. I've never taught like to put somebody, your knee on somebody's neck. That's so unnecessary. Yeah. I've, I haven't changed a single thing. Oh, dude. But that's awesome. wasn't that, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't it Minneapolis? Yes. I think their... Their department had that in their protocols to put someone's knee on the neck. Or I think I think I heard that. Yeah, so I'm not 100, percent but that's so dumb. And it really, honestly, what do you think's gonna happen? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> and, and it's gonna create more of a response from the person being detained if they can even get up, right? Like yeah. natural, you know, in jujitsu, right? Yes. Um, if you mount someone or if someone mounts you, regardless, the natural instinct is another man is on top of me. Right. And in your limbic brain, so the brain that like, you know, your primitive brain doesn't know the difference between you training or not. So it thinks that you're about to fucking die. Right. right. Or yeah. that. So or the person on bottom thinks they're about to die. They start to react. Right. Correct. Same shit. It's, dude, if someone had a, my, their knee on my neck, I'm not just going to let them. It, no. What's, what's my goal? To get you on the ground, calm, and get your hands behind your back. Yeah. If you lay down right now and I put my knee on your throat, you're going to spaz out. Absolutely. That's the opposite of what I want. Yeah. So, yeah, I haven't changed a single thing in my curriculum. It's always been the same. And New Jersey keeps adding different rules to us, and it still meets what I've been teaching. Ah, perfect. Yeah. Like, we've always taught like that. Nice. 
do do you see um morris county departments or just departments in general because i'm sure you you communicate with other departments as well um what is the response with jujitsu because there's this whole thing about like I'm a firm believer that if you're an officer, you should train jujitsu, right? 100%. And uh, while that's a great thing, I, I've spoke to many other police officers that say, well, yeah, it's a good in theory, but our department doesn't want to fund it because of liability, liability, liability. Do you see that that's an actual common theme in New Jersey with a lot of departments or, do, or are there actually a lot of officers that do train? More and more lately are training. Uh, departments, are, they're starting to get away with that whole liability. Mm-hmm. Um they, they're starting to see the, the effectiveness. Um, but I see more resistance from the officer. Yeah. And it's more of an ego thing. It's the old school, bigger guys. Oh, I don't want somebody on top of me. Okay. Well, I'd rather have somebody on top of me in training yeah. when I can't get out and I'm, and I'm frustrated. I could tap. Yeah. Than the guy on top of me on the street who Fuck wants to now kill me or take my gun and kill my partner. Yeah. So like um, they always say like. You want to stand with somebody and somebody's a good boxer. Okay, well, I can disengage, back up, and get somebody else to help me out, use some of the tools on my belt. Mm -hmm. So those are great. But what happens if somebody grabs you, pulls you in tight, throws you to the ground, mounts you like you just said? You better know some jujitsu. Oh, yeah. Like usually when I teach at the academy, uh, they're like, I'm like, all right, guys, like this guy's going to be showing you some striking. I'm more the jujitsu guy. And it's like, okay, like what are you going to show me? I'm not a big dude. So I'm like, who's the biggest, strongest guy in the academy? And they'll be like, oh, this kid. And I'm like, all right, lay down. And I'll mount them. I'm like, get me off of you. And I'll, be like, I'll, awesome. I'll give him like 15 seconds. And he's like gasping for air, wants to throw up. <laughs> he's trying to bench press me. And I'm like, how'd that work? He's like, oh, man, that's, what are you, like 200 pounds? I'm like, no, I'm 170. Yeah. He's like, okay. It's wild. He's like, well, that's just like you had your hooks in, all that stuff. I'm like, okay, well, let's switch. So I'm like, get on top of me. You let me know when you're ready. You hold on as tight as you want. Huh. And boom, I'll, I'll get him right off me. Yeah. He's like. Okay, like now we're ready to learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. That's great. That's fucking awesome. And that's the first time. I'm like, check your ego and get all the stigmatism of jujitsu out of your your mind. Like, mm-hmm. You're here to, obviously, I don't want to be on my back if I don't have to. I love jujitsu, but in my day, I'm not going to chase somebody into a dojo on a mat and lock the door. Like, yeah. you could have your friends with you. So, And on, on the blacktop, it's a lot different game. Yeah. So, I teach jujitsu to police not to be like, all right, you're under arrest. Crawl on top of me so I can do what I have to do. It's if you take me down, something went horribly wrong. Yeah, exactly. I need to show you how to get back to your feet safely. Yeah. And that's all we're really showing. We're not teaching them like omoplatas and no, no. barambolos. Yeah, yeah, no. Do you imagine trying to barambolo on pavement? That would hurt. Oh, Are dude, you kidding I'm in, a, I'm in a class right now for another instructor, sir. And just like that's why I smell. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Eight, Forty hours of DT this that week. Was. That's excessive. <laughs> didn't have time to shower. But uh, like today, we were doing some like grappling scenarios with our gun belts on. Mm-hmm. You know how different that is than with a gi. Oh, for sure. sure. Like, and those yeah. are outside the waistband, right? Yeah. It's yeah. Like a gun belt has a, a holster. We have training guns. You got cuffs. Yeah. You got keys that are hanging. Like roll onto a key. That's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, dude. man. So like trying to shrimp with a gun on your waist. It's, yeah. It's not easy. No. It's not impossible. Like if it was a real life scenario, your adrenaline's going through the roof. Yeah. But you just notice like, okay, that restricts it. So I have to get my hips high or stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't so want still the same concepts you just kind of got to adapt a little bit when you have your belt on yes we just have to remember every fight we're in is a gunfight because if if i have to arrest you and you're standing there like that i'm bringing the gun to the scenario so if you take that from me it's a a gunfight so we just have to remember to always protect it and if i'm used to shrimp i'm a lefty so if i'm used to shrimping to the right 
I might have to shrimp to the left to dig that gun into the ground so you so can't so you can't get it. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, shit. Yeah. So we're always training both sides for every scenario. And, Absolutely. Yeah. But it's it's simplified jujitsu. Yeah. So. No, no, it's 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 street, like street jits. Like it yeah. It, it's basically like that's the reason why when I like to do it, I like to um I don't I rarely ever pull guard because I want to simulate a real life scenario, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm not gonna fucking latch onto your pea coat, fucking <laughs> put my goddamn hand, go back and bust my head open like it's just not practical yeah yeah damn um so with jujitsu and your department how many times have you actually had to diffuse a situation using your training and like does it usually get diffused within like seconds i'm very good at just talking to people and calming them down yeah and that's always level one i don't want to go hands-on i don't know who you are I'm not going to be like, hey, man, you're under arrest. What do you weigh? And do you train? Do you wrestle? Like, <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to get your stats. Yeah. You know, we're not going to weigh in and then go into the room and fight. So I always treat everybody like they're way more experienced than me. I don't want to have to go hands-on if I don't have to. Yeah. So I like to diffuse the situation. There's strength in numbers. We'll get another officer there if I need it. I'm not there to be the hero. Uh, but yes, there has been a couple times where jujitsu has come in handy for me. Mm-hmm. Where like one scenario, there was a, there was a kid. It's called an EDP, emotionally disturbed person. Mm-hmm. He's fighting with his family. Uh, me and the guy I was working with, we go into the house, and as I turn, I just see something running at me, and it was it was the guy. And without even thinking, like now, if I had no no training, you're gonna put your hands up, you're gonna oh my god, what do I do? Without even thinking, just I hit the double, took side control, gift wrapped them, awesome. and I'm like, okay, what's going on right here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now he's gift wrapped. Okay, so he has no injury. I'm not striking him. And as he's gift wrapped, I'm like, bro, relax. And I'm telling him, I'm like, breathe, relax, calm down. What's happening? He's like, let go. He's screaming. I'm like, I'm not going to let go until you calm down. Mm-hmm. And luckily, more people showed up. And But you'll see guys who are not trained. where well, that guy's running at me. Now I'm going to square up, and it turns into a match and or escalate the force. I'm going to pepper spray you or use my asp and stuff like that. So before that, I even knew really what was going on. He was down and gift-wrapped, and that's the armor wrapped around the neck and holding onto his arm. And he's just like, all right. Let go. I'm like, you start calming down and we'll get the ambulance here to talk to you. Afterwards, way afterwards, he went to the hospital, came back. He's like, yeah, I, I appreciate that. Like, And then uh, I'm sure you know what PCP is, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. So like not too long ago, we had a guy who uh, was on PCP. Yeah. So I ended up going there and it was it was a fight. Mm-hmm. But I ended up having to like, yet again, I used the gift wrap technique. It's such a powerful technique. And we're holding him for like 20 minutes. And as I'm holding him, I'm like telling the one guy who's not really trained, I'm like, all right, this is what I want you to do with his legs and staying calm. I'm, I'm telling this guy, calm down. The ambulance finally shows up. They hit him with a pretty aggressive sedation, but uh, he, he didn't go out. So they're like, all right, we want you to cuff him. I'm like, absolutely not. Like, this guy could possibly have a heart attack. He's on PCP and he's not yeah. going to die in handcuffs. Like, no. Yeah. So I'm talking to him, calming him down. I have his girlfriend who's in the room, I'm like, come here, say hi to him, let him know you're here. So after he got help, they, they finally put him to sleep with all the medication. He goes to the hospital, comes back. Him and his uh, girlfriend, I wasn't working, came to our headquarters to try to find me. They're like, thank you so much. Like, you saved my life. Like, if I was handcuffed like the ambulance told me, I, I probably would have died. Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I know. Try to be put in a straitjacket. You're going to lose your mind. That's what handcuffs are. Yeah, uh, essentially. Behind your back. About, I think about that all the time. Like, when I see movies and stuff like that or TV shows and yeah. straitjackets, I'm like, oh. That would make me flip out so much oh, more. Oh, yeah. Dude, that would suck. Oh, my God. Like the anxiety I would get. Oh. Yeah. Dude, my shoulders hurt. Like you're talking about the gift wrap, yeah. dude. I, you get put in gift wrap in jujitsu and your shoulder starts to hurt, dude. I can only yeah. imagine that shit now tight up. Oh, my God. What yeah, the hell is that, that man? That's brutal. That so, puts yeah. the senses through the roof. 
Yeah, so stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Like due to jujitsu, they these people who are, are not bad guys, but like going through something pretty serious, mm-hmm. and they want to fight me. They they don't know what they're doing. They're yeah. under some kind of distress, and they came back and like thanked me over it. That's pretty awesome. That yeah, awesome. that's yeah. powerful. Powerful. Yeah. Well, I think that's really cool. Your instincts kind of took over. Yeah, that first you know? one. I didn't like I said. I didn't even know what was happening until it was in the scenario. I'm like, oh wow, yeah, <laughs> yeah. this stuff works. It works. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you yeah. said you hit the double, and you're like, dude, what's going on right now? Yeah, yeah. but well, it's almost like. And you would know this because you competed, right? Mm-hmm. So you go to Pure and you train and there are guys there. Well, while Pure has a great atmosphere and community and you can find all types of training partners, there are people that you know you'll go balls to the wall with, right? You'll right. get a great round. Yeah. But then when you go to a competitive match, that fight or flight instinct kicks in and you have such an adrenaline rush. Now amplify that to a real life situation where there's no rules. Right. And it probably is through the roof even more. Right. So I'm, I'm getting more and more cops to train. But it's going to be almost impossible to get more and more cops to compete. Mm-hmm. And like, I understand, like, nobody wants to get hurt. I, I don't think I've ever been to a Naga tournament where I haven't heard somebody's leg snap. Like, oh, yeah, dude, people are trying to kill you yeah. for like a twenty-five dollar plastic medal. Like, yeah. it's not worth it. It's, yeah. um, it's true. But I understand, like, so they're they're kind of like hesitation. Yeah. This is my livelihood. If I, if I get hurt, I'm out of work. I don't get paid. You don't get overtime. It affects you financially, which I understand. But like to your point, the more you compete. Now this is a person that's we're not friends. Like me and you are friends. If you yeah. get me in a bad spot, you're not. You know it's bad. So if I don't tap, you're gonna let it go. Yeah, for sure. This dude gets a Kimura on you in a tournament. He's gonna break your shoulder for a oh, medal. Oh yeah, for sure. So like I think that also helps with our line of work because if somebody gets me in something, they're gonna try and hurt me. Mm-hmm. So like that nerves of getting on the mat to compete, people watching you. Look, every time you see a use of force on, online, there's ten people with their cell phone cameras out. So. You have an sure. audience watching me. Yeah. And if you go out there and you freak out, you're going to lose in two seconds. So like, yeah. you go out there, you breathe, you take your, take a deep breath, you calm down and, and you go. And mm-hmm. if this person wants to go hundred percent, cool. Like you're going to do what you need to do to, to try to win the match. But me winning is not getting hurt. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, competing is probably going to be huge for cops. Like, yeah. just, just for that. It helps you with scenarios of staying calm. And that's the most important defensive tactics move. I always tell people, if you ask any recruit or any cop I've ever taught, like, what's the most important defensive tactics technique? And they're like, breathe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, calm down. Yeah. So if you're right now yelling in my face, mm-hmm. cool, bro. Relax. Yeah. There's a thing called tunnel vision. So if you start yelling at me and I start yelling at you and all of a sudden, yeah. like, my field of vision so small. And I don't even see him standing here now. And now, like, there's two people I'm not focused on. And just take a deep breath and your field of view and it calms down. It calms the other person down. So, yeah. That's what I was about to say. That yeah. definitely, that we have like a an energetic connection as 100%. humans and like you can feel it when someone else gets bent like pent up at rage you start to yeah so that's important wow, that's a, dude i'm just that's a, yeah that's a really good point yeah if yeah. i'm all pissed off and you're just sitting there like all calm and just like yeah whatever like, mm-hmm. you're you're not going to continue to be so so pissed yeah, off. You, no. you, may, you may sound like you'll feel like an idiot, feel like an idiot. Yeah, yeah. you know what though that's like probably the most important thing jujitsu has given me yeah for law enforcement it's not the techniques the techniques are good but it, like i said I, I gave you two scenarios i've been on for 16 years there's not a lot of like i'm gonna go out there and, and do this move mm-hmm. a lot of times you get the person who's angry they don't call the police to tell me you just hit the lottery you're calling me on your worst day true mm-hmm. and you're upset and i know you're upset so i go there and i'm calm and I'll, I'll be with somebody else who maybe is a little angry and they'll say oh, i don't want to talk to him i want to talk to you okay cool yeah like i don't care and I, people know that too and like they'll come at me i'm like do you know my name they're like no i'm like i don't know yours let's relax and even if i arrest you before if i dealt with you before you're a completely different human being to me right now mm-hmm. if, I, if i dealt with you on monday you're different to me on tuesday so yeah. take a deep breath there's a new page and they're like okay 
That's mm-hmm. fucking awesome. That's jujitsu, man. Like, go go on the mat and be all he- crazy. You're gonna lose. No, calm down and yeah. relax. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I bring that to my everyday life. Hell yeah. Check the ego because there's yeah. always somebody better. Oh yeah. There's always Fuck somebody yeah. better than you. Yeah. I'm, like that course I'm in right now. There's a he's a second degree black belt. This one dude, but he's a lot smaller than me. Dude, he's messing me up. Like we're training during lunch. He's so insanely good. Damn. So there's always somebody better than you out there. And oh yeah, for sure. He's, that's what uh, what's great about jujitsu. Check your ego and relax. 100%. That, I love that. Check your ego and relax is so true too. And especially in the the environments that and we've touched upon this before. The both Lobo and Pure. Like damn, bro. Like, if you have an ego and you keep that ego with you, you won't be there long. And because you'll see yourself out. Yeah. You know what I mean? You'll see. Like, we won't stand for that. I, I, I talked to Andy and Mikey about that a lot, and I'm like. It's not like they're out there kicking people out. No. Those people with the egos, they just know they don't fit. Yeah. You're not in our little clique. And that's what's the best thing about Pure is like those people find, and Lobo, those people find their way out the door. Mm-hmm. So I've been to other gyms where it's just like, it's not like it's a death match every fight, but it's like well, people, people are walking in the gym like you're sizing me up for a tournament. <laughs> Bro, we're on the same team. Like, relax. It's true. Yeah. I absolutely hated that. And I left those schools. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. Did you, I don't know. Did you hear Mikey and Andy's episode when yes. they came on? Did you hear when Mikey said that he asked a black belt to roll and he felt like this guy was intentionally trying to beat him up because he asked him yes. or something? Like, that's like, I don't know. I can't fucking. Dude, I would have been dead by the, the amount of times I asked black belts to roll. Dude, yeah. I would have been dead. Man. Well, that's an old school martial arts thing. Like, yeah. I came up in traditional karate. And when it's time to spar and they're like, all right, find a partner. If you're higher than me, it's not even black belt. If I'm a yellow belt and you're an orange belt, mm-hmm. I can't ask you. That was a rule. Okay. So you can never ask a higher rank. So when pure first open, they're like, all right, find a partner. And I'm like, just standing there. I'm a white belt. <laughs> and they're like, Joe, find a partner. And I'm like, yeah, but you're all higher than me. And he's like, I don't care. <laughs> like, oh, cool. <laughs> I got to shake that mentality. Yeah, yeah. That's dope. Like, yeah, they're the coolest guys. Yeah, so cool. what initially got you into martial arts? So, so four, I was four years, four years old, old when I got into karate. And like I said, my dad was in law enforcement. So he used to do, he was big with the community too. So in uh, Rockway where he worked, he used to host this thing called a bicycle rodeo. And he would have like little kids come in with their bicycles and they would teach bicycle safety, hand out free helmets and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, the local karate school where I ended up joining did demonstrations there. Nice. So a buddy of mine, uh, Steve Caro, you know, hopefully he hears this. He's, a, he's an awesome dude, mentored me my whole life. He was an instructor there at the time. He was my defensive tactics instructor when I was in the academy. Yeah. Uh, but I saw him and he was like just breaking boards with his forehead and stuff. I'm like, that is so cool. So yeah. I told my mom, I'm like, I want to be that or a Ninja Turtle. And that was more <laughs> practical. You <laughs> so like, Wait, you mean we can't be a Ninja Turtle? No, nah, yeah. I tried. But so then uh, I was four. So my babysitter at the time when I wasn't in school was a crossing guard in front of that karate school. Oh, nice. So again, I'm like standing there with her and, and Steve Carroll invited me in to come watch a class. And I was just like mesmerized by it so i tell my parents and the you know you're four years old they don't they're not gonna stick with this i, I stuck with it for 18 years wow, and then i moved on sick. to another martial art. i've never not trained since i was four damn wow. like bro karate uh kickboxing and then jujitsu yeah karate kick a little bit of judo jiu-jitsu. but yeah, I've never not trained. So I've been in a constant state of soreness my entire life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was just going to say it. Like, Damn. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's badass, though. Yeah, because you have... sound like I'm 50. <laughs> yeah. Yo, that's badass because um, you have the best of all worlds. You got the throwing. You've got the ground. You've got the striking. Yeah. Both arms and legs. Damn, bro. Yeah, and that, that's like straight up discipline. That's the best thing I took from karate yeah. was discipline. I was never in trouble as a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a little boy because so I was rambunctious. But 
I was terrified of my instructor, and my mm-hmm. mom would be like, "Oh, here's your bad grades. I'm a brain to your instructor." I'm like, right, "I'm gonna study." Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, body was the yeah. best thing for me as a kid. Did you uh, also see that like uh, kids in school respected you? Like, even if even if they didn't like, so maybe subconsciously they knew not to fuck with you, mess with you. Not really. Like, you know, karate has that stigma. Like, oh, you're a karate guy. Like, more people would want to test you for uh-huh. that. But it kept me away from those kind of kids. Okay. So, I I grew up in Rockaway. I trained in Rockaway. I went to school in Rockaway. So there was other kids in my school that I trained with. So I would just like stay in that little clique and mm-hmm. I kept me with that. You always say like, watch the friends you keep because you're going to turn into that. Yeah. I kept kids on the same path as me. Like you're yeah, not going to awesome. smoke. You're not going to drink. You're not going out there partying. I, I got to the point where I was training karate every day mm-hmm. and I was 13 years old. I think when I got a black belt in karate and I was teaching like little kids at that point too, helping out teaching. So yeah. I made all my spare time. If I wasn't in school or doing my homework, I was at karate. And it was like probably a dozen classes a week I was taking. Fuck. Yeah. That's a lot for a kid, man. Especially with the the attention span of little kids. Well, you're not 13, but still as a a young teenager. I was obsessed. Yeah, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. And then I ended up up where I met my wife, too. She was in karate. Oh, no way. Uh, She's a little older than me, but yeah, I met her there. Awesome. So it gave me a lot. It gave me a life. Hell yeah. A lot of my connections... uh, you remember Joe Puso from Jiu-Jitsu, like Brian oh. Kilpatrick, yes, all yes. these guys mm-hmm. that were at Pure Now, they were my instructors. Okay. And now I'm a higher rank than them at Jiu-Jitsu. That's so, fucking so awesome. Cool. Yeah, it's yeah. cool how that works yeah. around. Yeah, 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 they were all my instructors when I was a little kid, and now it's, I get to show them some stuff, which is awesome. Yeah, dude, full circle. Yeah. And they probably love that. They probably are like, they're probably proud because like, holy shit, I taught him, yeah. now he's teaching me. It's like- but That's what I'm saying, like- you keep those friends. Yeah. And they're still lifelong friends. We still get together all the time, Christmas, and I'm yeah. talking to them all the time. And yeah, those are just great human beings that I had the honor of meeting through karate. Fuck. Like, um, yeah, I think that's so huge, man, to touch on is uh, if you're constantly surrounding yourself with those people, you're just going to be those people. Mm-hmm. Because if you're training five, six plus days a week, whatever, and all the other people that you're training with are also there. You're not gonna wanna, you know, screw around or whatever because if everybody else is at a high level performing and training all the time, well, yeah. you don't want to be that guy that's not doing it. Yeah. yeah. Right. So yeah. everybody just kind of feeds off each other, I think, which I think is a really, really cool part of the martial arts community. Yeah, yeah man. Like they came up with a couple kids that were my age, and you know, you're always fighting to get to that next move or that next weapon to learn, and yep. so you just kept yourself focused. Yeah, for sure. The best thing that happened to me as a kid. And that's perfect for you for your jiu-jitsu because that probably goes hand-in-hand because if yeah. anyone who knows who chains, man, that takes a while for you to start to even get it. Well, you know, for everyone's different, right? But you're not fucking tapping people out better than you in the first freaking mo- few months. Absolutely no, not. not. No. So, yeah, fuck. Um, I like how your story, though, took you nine years to get your black belt, right? Because yeah. I know there's a stigma nowadays where kids are getting black belts in like two years or something. I, maybe it's not every school, but I like how your um, your instructor made you earn it. Like yeah. You need to show up, and you did. You yeah. did your part, and then he did his part. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was good. Like, yeah. Yeah, I ended up getting a second-degree black belt. was in uh, Ishinru Karate, which was pretty cool. Ishin- That's the one that Phil mentioned. What, what, what are the differences did. between Ishinru? Like, what, are, what are the differences? There's a whole, like hundreds of martial arts. Ishinru is from Okinawa. Okay. So it's probably dated as one of the earliest. Besides like Kung Fu, it's, yeah. it's pretty early on. Damn. Okay, and, cool. Uh, it's, it's widespread around this area. Okay. So. Nice. Awesome. Mr. Uh, what's his name? Miyagi. Uh, 
Yeah, man. He thought that. He, he thought that's he should another have done reason that. I got into karate. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, your 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 Instagram handle is it's Karate Kid Oh, yeah, yeah. that's have, true. I did notice that. I have a huge Karate Kid tattoo. <laughs> nice. on my arm. I fucking so love that. Did you watch the Cobra Kai? New, of course. So new, I got the tattoo uh, way before okay. that came out. So I, everyone thinks I got it because of Cobra Kai. Now <laughs> I, I had it done like years before, and it actually got me on the show. I was on the show as an extra. Get the what? fuck yeah. out of here. Season two, I was on. No way. Season two, episode three. But, uh, yeah, wait, wait so, of like the, the new show? Cobra Kai. Oh, yeah. no shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so in season two, I don't know if you remember, they're at the All Valley Festival. Yes, I remember. So they're on stage in the Miyagi-Do. Daniel is uh, using a weapon, a bow, it's a stick. Yes. With uh, Robbie. So he like goes to hit him in the legs and Robbie flips over. Yep. And they're like, oh, we want everyone to like be like, that's the best thing you ever saw. So that's me in the front row going, oh. Like, oh, really? Yeah. I, I got to go back and watch yeah. it now. See you. You'll see that's me. I have awesome. like a red shirt with a buffalo on it. So uh, I was front that's row. Cool. And uh, they panned straight to me because I guess my reaction was the best. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're like, oh, just pretend that's the best you ever th- that best thing you ever saw. I'm a huge Ralph Macchio fan, so it was the best. Thing yeah, ever yeah, saw. yeah, 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 yeah. So it, Yo, yeah, it was a legit, uh, legit expression. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the scene took like 30 seconds out of the show. It took like eight hours of film. Are you serious? Yeah, and like oh every, God. I had to watch it like a hundred times, and every time I was like, this, I, I don't ever want to leave. This is the best day of my life. Wow. Well, <laughs> oh, that's probably well, yeah, that's probably why everyone else in the extras were probably like, fuck, I gotta do this again. You were like, yeah. no, do it again, do it again. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's getting late, it's getting dark, and it was like, I want to go home. It was freezing because it's supposed to take place in summertime. It was October, yeah. nice. and it was freezing out, and I was like, I don't want this to end. Fuck yeah. But, oh geez. So yeah, I mean, they make it look like it's like the middle of July. No, they film in, in Georgia show. in October, and it's huh. so cold. So everybody's in like a t-shirt. I'm in t-shirts and there's just goosebumps. And like every time they're done with the take, everyone's throwing their coats on. They're down by your feet. Their wow. Coats. And uh, I had to wear a long sleeve shirt because of the Karate Kid tattoo. But I, was, I was thinking that just now. I was like, yo, do they see your tattoo? And maybe that's why no, they No, that's what it. got me on. Because uh, when I first said to them, I'm like, oh, I would love to be an extra. And they're like, yeah. oh, you're from Jersey. That's not reliable. Huh. I'm like, I sent him a picture of my tattoo. He goes, bro, come down. <laughs> come down. And uh, they're like, we want to show it to Ralph. Yeah, Macchio. yeah. I didn't tell them. I met him like a dozen times before then. Like he knew me. Uh huh. So oh, knew uh, you. yeah. So uh, wait, 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 wait. When did you? For, I'm sorry to interrupt, but when did you first meet Mount? Uh, I, I met him at like Comic Cons okay. and stuff like that. And oh. then he was in an off Broadway play, which I bought front row center seats. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know. Like I sat next to his wife, his daughter, his <laughs> his son. His in-laws were behind me. I guess when I bought my seats, I bought their seats. Oh, that's so they had. Awesome. I had better seats than his in-laws. <laughs> and uh, I didn't know when you go to the first showing. Of the first day of a Broadway play, you're supposed to wear a suit. Uh-huh. So I'm there in shorts and a Karate Kid t-shirt. <laughs> yes. With his his face takes up the whole shirt. Oh, so no. Ralph comes out to give the opening line. He looks at me, looks down, he goes, and then continues. <laughs> so like I get invited backstage after to like see him. And he goes, bro, you completely threw me off. Like <laughs> that's fucking. I almost hilarious. forgot my first line, and I was like, nice. That's wow. awesome. But yeah, at the Dude. Cobra Kai, um, that's a hell of a story. They tell you right when you get there is the extras. Like if you are seen talking to the stars, just leave. You're not allowed to be here. Okay. But they knew me, so like I'm where the extras hang out. I don't want to get kicked off this stage. It's, I'm meeting all the cast and all that. It's like one of the coolest experiences ever. Wow. And the director, who's actually from Randolph. He came huh. to me. You know, the three guys were from Randolph originally. Mm-hmm. He, he comes into the extra room. He's like, where's Joe Farina? And I'm like, 
oh man I'm like I'm right here he's like come here we want to introduce you to Ralph so <laughs> Yo, they're like, they're like Ralph cool. this is and Ralph goes hey Joe I'm like yes yes <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. awesome so like the whole cast was hanging out there and they were taking pictures of my arm like yeah I'm like, Yo, I'm gonna get pictures of you guys yeah. <laughs> Yo, dude fuck you never know are they still continuing the seasons with that show there's or? one more there's one more yeah, there is one more you heard it here folks yeah. there's yeah. another season <laughs> one more season and a couple spinoffs they said so oh shit yeah, what cool. if you get what if you manifest and you fucking get put on the show as a fucking that, that would be cool character. That'd be I've great. tried to get back again but yeah. season 2 the show wasn't popular yet uh-huh. so it was pretty easy to be an extra now it's like you have to go through some kind of acting thing to, to be on as an oh, extra okay. again yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did it once you know, yeah, yeah, it was I, cool. I flew myself down to Georgia I got a hotel me and my buddy went down there mm-hmm. and um, we were there for two days that's so awesome it was pretty cool Fuck, yeah now do they dude. pay you for anything or is they, it all I think they gave me $80 as a check alright but after all the expenses, yeah, you know, I couldn't care less. I would, yeah, right. Yeah, doing it for the experience. Dude. So awesome. And then think about all the yeah. other extras who were like, "Dude, who's this guy? Fucking going?" And the yeah. Ralph knows you. Oh my god! No, when right. you see that scene, like all the people that were next to me didn't make it on the show. Like, oh, they were kind of cut out. And they oh, just, yeah. they showed really? me and my buddy. That's so fucking cool. sick. They zoomed in right on us, which was pretty cool. The oh, other shit, extras must have been you. like, "Damn, that guy goes hard. Like he got a ta- he got a tattoo for this." Yeah, yeah, That's perfect. These guys are from. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, these guys are from Randolph. You said the three directors or, or whatever they're called, producers. They're originally from Randolph, yeah. and they world. end up moving out to LA. Like they're the guys who made Hot Tub Time Machine, wow. all that stuff. Okay, they're from Shit. Randolph. What? So like, I talk to people. They're like, yeah, yeah, I went to high school with them in Randolph. Yeah. That's cool, bro. Wait, are these the same guys that made? Um uh, Harold and Kumar, because I know they, they I were from Randolph, yes. too. Yes. Yes. Okay, so then that I know who they're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I was talking to one of the directors at, um, in Georgia, I was like, yeah, I'm from Roxbury. He's like, oh, sweet, like small world. Yeah. I'm the next town over, so. That's fucking it's, um, I don't know about you guys, but I always find it funny, like when I'm in another place or any time I hear somebody talk about a town that I'm from or yeah. around, I'm like, no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like we just live in such a small area, but yeah. like, it's, I don't know, it's always cool to you know, yeah. see somebody famous or that does somebody something big that's from our town. Yeah, me. that is yeah. cool. That is. I went out to California for my 30th birthday and I was training with Andre Galvao. No and, way. and JT Torres. And they're like, oh, where do you train? And I'm like, I train in New Jersey at a place called Pure. They're like, yeah, Andy and Mikey. I'm like, what? <laughs> Yo, Andre Galvao. That's a, yeah, Dude, you, you well, JT Torres. I didn't know yeah. JT was friends with yeah. Andy and Mikey. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. But like him and, him and J, uh, Andre Galvao were standing there. They're like, oh yeah, Andy and Mikey. I'm like, what? Like, Dude, they were, uh, I believe it was on the show too. They were explaining how... Um, I think it was Buchecha. Buchecha, right? yeah. Buchecha uh, came and did like a seminar. Yeah, he was like our first seminar up here. Dude, I heard Buchecha was mad fucking cool. Like, I heard he was a great one of the guy. coolest seminars. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I was a white belt, and uh, I got a chance to quote unquote roll with him. He probably didn't use like one percent of his energy, <laughs> but like he he took mount. And I was like, oh my god. Yeah. It was like getting a truck off me. I was like, yeah, yeah that's not gonna happen, <laughs> bro. The funny story about that is I listened to a podcast, and the guy actually is friends with Buchecha, and he like used to train down in California. Nice. He owns his own gym. And he was saying the same thing about like Buchecha. He goes, yeah, he's like, man, I've been doing jujitsu for 20 some odd years, black belt for like seven of that. He goes, I'm pretty good. He goes, but when I go with uh, like Buchecha, he goes, it's completely different story. It's like wow. world champion does whatever he wants. There's like, a pump. picture of yeah. us on my Facebook. I look like a child. Next to him. <laughs> How big, is he's what? He's like he's 240? Huge. Probably and like six three, like Fuck, dude. Yeah. And I was probably 155 pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just was huge, bro. It's always cool to, uh, you know, kind of see like, you know, you're a black belt or anybody at a black belt level go against somebody that's even like, there's always levels to mm-hmm. it, you know? So it's just really cool to see that. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, how many levels there really are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, there's levels. Oh, there's yeah. fucking levels, dude. You'll go. Oh, because and, you think somebody. Oh my God, nobody's ever gonna beat him. And then, like, for you to say somebody right. throws you around, it's yeah. just kind of cool. Yeah, to dude. Look oh, there's always somebody better, like yeah. Andy and Mikey. Like, if you look on paper, I should be able to beat them. Mikey, I'm way bigger than him. Mm -hmm. I'm about the same size as Andy. I think I'm heavier. No way, bro. Mm -hmm. they, they could throw me like a rag doll. Dude, yeah. that's crazy. Well, that's very interesting. This course I'm in right now, it's pretty cool because there's a whole bunch of different color belts uh, of cops. So like during lunch, you get an hour break, but 20 of us stay and just roll. Like, Fuck we yeah. just want to train. So like we're training and uh, I'm doing like pretty good against them. But then I'll go with one of the instructors who are secondary black belts and everybody just stops to watch us. And I'm like, yes. come on guys, keep training. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is nerve wracking. So now I'm yeah. going 100% to try to not look like a fool, but they're still messing me up. Dude, yeah, that's... That's hilarious. Yeah, but no, but there's a thing to it though, because there's like an awe when you see two black belts going at it right. that like you just want to watch the match because you're like, one, this is going to be fucking awesome. Yeah. Two, I want to see who wins. And three, you're going to learn something, right? Oh, 100%. Hell yeah. Like one of our last open mats up here, I, I look over and Andy's rolling with bones. I'm like, I take yeah. my phone out. I'm like, that's so cool. Yeah, 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 do that. Oh my God, that guy's huge. That's even, a strong yeah. guy. Even as a black belt, bro, I couldn't even comprehend half of what they were doing. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Couldn't. Oh, yeah. Such high level. And like you just said, there's levels. Yeah, Andy's a third degree black belt now, but those guys were doing stuff that I couldn't even imagine doing. Mm -hmm. It was such a cool role. Yeah, it is. That's dope. Yeah. Fuck, I, I was watching that too. And then did you see Mikey go with the uh, bones? I did not. Uh, I would no. say it was more or less, it was more or less like the same, you know, I, yeah. I wouldn't say the same, but like it was, you know, doing shit that you can't even comprehend. Like, holy fuck, dude. Yeah. yeah. One of the instructors from this class here, he went to Pure last night and he's like, bro, Mikey's a beast. I'm like, he is? Yeah. Wait, oh, went to... Pure. Pure. Okay, yeah, he went nice. to Pure last That's night awesome. and he's like, he'd roll with Mikey. He's like, guy's a beast. Yeah, yeah. 100% like, he is. For sure. That's what I love about the sport, dude. Like, unless you're both in the same skill level, your size doesn't mean shit. Your strength doesn't mean shit. Yeah. I, like, it's just whoever's better wins. Mm -hmm. Whoever goes on the mats more wins yeah and, that's it. And, and to say win like is you know you're going to get more out of it because you've put more into it yeah sort of thing yeah. Yeah, i remember like the one time I, I have a facebook group um called train to survive it's for police only oh, shit. so they have to like make sure they they message me before they get on to let me know what department they're with and i accept them on there yeah but i'm always like to, putting like jujitsu posts on there and stuff like that or pictures from training on sundays and the one time i put a picture on there of me uh claudio ledesma mikey Maine and uh, Adrian. Okay. And, and these guys all come up to my shoulder. And I'm like, on paper, I should be able to destroy these dudes. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they can do literally anything they want to me. <laughs> and I cannot stop it. Yep, and I'm like, incredible. that's why you need to train. Yeah. Do not rely on your strength and size. Fuck yeah. And it hit a few people. They're like, oh, really? I'm like, I'm not just like blowing smoke. These guys could kill you yeah. easily. Mm -hmm. And you don't want that. With one no. hand. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Now imagine if they had that skill and they're yeah. your size. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Done. Forget um, it. So why don't you share that one more time? I guess, is it a Facebook group open to any law enforcement? All law enforcement, okay. corrections, whatever. It's called Train to Survive. It's on okay. Facebook. They can just look so, it up. Yeah, they can look it up. They can send a, uh, a request. And there's a question on there. It says, like, what department you're with. And, Got it. And uh, I'll accept them. I, I want it just strictly to law enforcement only. Yeah, um, for sure. On there. So Makes sense, yeah. I don't want to show a lot of our tricks. Yeah, yeah to, definitely. to the bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Um, why don't you go into a little bit about the class I guess you do on Sundays uh, for law enforcement at Pure? Yeah. Just talk about that a little so bit. So it's a free class because um, a lot it, cops always have excuses. Okay. The, the best thing we have is a book of excuses. So it started with, oh, I don't have the money to train. Okay, cool. I'm going to have a free class once a week. Calm down. Okay, well, it's too early. 
Okay, well, we get guys who come to 6.30 in the morning class up here, and there's 25 people there, so it's not that early. Mm -hmm. And if it's at noon, you're going to tell me it wastes your whole day. So it's at 8 o'clock in the morning on Sundays up here for free, law enforcement. And I hit all aspects, not just jujitsu. Um, we do stand-up striking because you, you got to learn how to defend yourself and throw a couple strikes. We do compliance holds, so like the pressure stuff. Uh, we'll do takedowns, mm -hmm. and then we do jujitsu. Okay. And I break jujitsu into two different segments. I do police jujitsu and sport jujitsu, because I'm like, there's no background check to learn jujitsu. So luckily, at Pure and Lobo and Toro and stuff like that, if, if you're a bad person, you're gonna find your way out that door. Mm -hmm. But there's mm -hmm. some schools out there that your money's green. They're gonna take you and they're gonna train you. Yep. So we're getting in the prison systems too. Like they know what police are learning, so they go and learn it and. They train with each other, yep. so they know we're learning jujitsu, and they're going to learn jujitsu. So, hmm. if you get, so the actual prisoners are learning. Oh in, man, they do oh all this stuff. God, prisoners talk to each other, and you have nothing to do for X amount of years that you're yeah. locked up. Besides saying, "Hey, how'd the cop put handcuffs on you? Oh, how'd he put them on you?" And they'll learn, they'll train, Shit. and think about it. these guys are eating food with weight gainer in it, and they're lifting, so they're getting put into a jail with other people like-minded, like we said before, keep your friends. Um, like-minded criminals they're eating good they're lifting weights and they're learning tactics and wow. now we're gonna re that's rehabilitating them setting them back out and now they're just way more dangerous if, yeah, if they didn't true. train if they didn't change their minds on how they were gonna live their life they're more dangerous holy shit so i i cover police jujitsu because it's like like we said before jujitsu with a gun on my hip but i also show sport jujitsu because i'm like hey if you get caught in a basic triangle like you got to know how to get out mm -hmm. and most people aren't going to go out there and learn like street jujitsu they're learning sport jujitsu most yeah. most schools have gotten away from like the hicks and gracie method of self-defense and they're doing sport jujitsu so i touch on that also so, okay good yeah, all right awesome all aspects. well i think that's a uh huge huge thing for law enforcement to do as we've touched on here in the show yeah. right um because i, I can't imagine Going into a situation, uh, just relying on a gun or or pepper spray or whatever, and not being able to defuse it with my hands. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, there's been times with that too. Like the guys, so I'll get a couple guys. Oh, I have my gun. Okay, like I put, I took you down. You're gonna shoot me? Like, come right. on, relax. We're not here, <laughs> we're not here to take lives. You know? We're yeah. here to preserve life. Yeah. Well, and especially in today's day and age, there's a lot of paperwork that goes into that stuff. Yeah. Uh, not, not, I'm not using that as a joke, but right, right. also. You can get in trouble a lot easier these days with different, 100%. you know, people have cameras or pull yeah. the race card or this and that. There's a lot of, uh, what's the word for it? Um, a lot of, uh, a lot of eyes on cops these days to where right. you got to make sure you're not messing up. Yeah. I've always acted like there was mm -hmm. always act like there's eyes on you. Like I said, I come from a law enforcement family. My dad did 31 years and one of my instructors in the academy said something that's always stuck with me. He goes, Go out there, and it's not you. You're representing your family. Mm -hmm. My first name's not in my uniform. My last name is. Oh, yeah. So you go out there and do something stupid, your last name's going to be on the news. And for me, that hit hard because I'm like, I don't want to mess up my dad's legacy. Yeah, you know, yeah, he, yeah, He had a great career. Now, I can go out there 20 years later, do something stupid, and it makes him look bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, that always stuck with me pretty good. So I, I try to go out there and best foot forward. And um, yeah, people are too reliant on the tools on your belt. For sure. It's a last resort. Mm -hmm. So. For sure. And people with that whole excuse, I was afraid for my life. Yeah, because you don't train. Yeah. Like, yeah. If, if I was to roll with Mikey day one or Andy, I'm going to be afraid for my life because yeah. these guys are going to kill me. Yeah, for sure. But now you train with them and now most of the population does not. So you could be a blue belt in jujitsu and you're better than 99% of the people out there. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. There, oh, there's a. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, John. I was going to say, um, there, you just said that blue belt. 
there is a um, organization. I don't know if you know. It's Adopt a Cop. Yep. BJJ. Yeah. He, mm-hmm. And uh, the guy Mitch Aguiar who runs it, he says a blue belt with X amount, like a one year of training. He's like beat the shit out of anyone else that does not train. So he goes get in the fucking gym and yeah. train. Yeah. yeah. And some and yeah. some blue belts are like, oh, I'm not that good. No, yeah. because you're training with guys who are a lot better. <laughs> you are. You're a beast. True. Yeah. I think that's probably the number one thing I learned just from the short time I've been training. Um, you know, within I think I remember like the first couple of months anyway. It was like trying. I'm trying to move around as fast as I can and and like more or less fight right. Mm-hmm. And your adrenaline's really going. You're trying to go as fast as possible. But then as you train more, you start to slow down. And you start to get more calm, which I thought was really, really cool. And, you know, I, I'm excited to keep going and, you know, progressing the ranks. I'm only a white belt right now. Um, but I can just see just from the brief seven, eight months that I've been training, um, how much that helps with your um, sense of peace and pressure oh, right. in, in every situation. So yeah. Yeah, that took a while for me. Yeah. I would say like early purple to start being like, oh, dude, you're finally starting to breathe. and. Even still, as a black belt, I'll get like somebody like Earl. I don't know if you know Earl. Oh, He's a big dude. Yeah, get him on top of me, and if he can drop his pressure on me, I'll start like hyperventilating. So right. I'm like, calm down, relax. Oh yeah, no, I'm still at that level, but yeah. I think I noticed a difference from day one versus like month seven. Oh yeah, know, for sure. It was yeah. just. Oh, at the I think anything is better than than nothing. Than nothing. The yeah, beginning's absolutely. the worst when you're all claustrophobic. Oh and yeah, just from mount. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, beginning's so. the funniest too because you're literally just like, okay, you got taught to move. Now try to do something, and yeah. you think like, all right, I'm fucking gonna do something, and you're like flailing around. If yeah, you, yeah. I bet you, if we were to all look back at our like, if there was a video camera, look back at our first day of training, we'd be like, what the fuck was I doing? But you have no like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's no choice. You have it's to still, learn. It's better than what most people are doing. Yep, exactly. Like sitting on the couch. Yep, I that think, is very um, true. I think the ego thing is huge in that too. Like you touched on a lot of cops, you know, they have big, honestly, everybody has a big ego. I think if you're not trained for it and, um, that's been such a huge part for martial arts for me as well, Mm -hmm. um, is, is the ego part and taking that out of the situation because it's not, it's not necessary. I try to teach that to the recruits. So like they're, they're sponges at this point. They're young kids for most of them. And I'm like, guys, that's, it's easier said than done. This is an alpha mentality job. But you need to check your ego. And that's always something I had a problem with when I was a recruit in the academy is yeah. the, the academy riles you up. Everybody's out to kill you. There's always a gun, blah, blah, blah. Okay, go out there and go work 25 years and we're expecting you to like not use excessive force. So when I'm out there teaching defensive tactics to the recruits especially, I'm like, guys, check your ego. Day one, I'm telling them that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I have a karate kid tattoo on my arm. I don't take life too seriously. (laughs) (laughs) We should all be, I'm like, I'm going to come around. I'm going to make fun of all of you at one point. And if I don't make fun of you, that's bad. I don't like you. So if I'm over here busting your chops and making fun of you, that's a good thing. And you need to have that kind of mentality here. So fuck. And like, the good thing about my department is we all make fun of each other. And that that sounds like it's mean. Not at all. (laughs) There's so many people out there in the street who hate us. Like, we have to have that atmosphere to, like, unwind inside. So, mm. like, we'll bust each other, our chops. And, like, from the patrol, the most junior patrolman to the chief, yeah. we're making fun of each other. That's awesome. Which is great. So, it actually helps calm everyone down. And probably my department, we don't – there's years we don't have a single complaint oh, nice. against us. Not, like, use of force. Not a single complaint. Yeah. Because it's all – everyone's so chill. Well, I mean, also, going back to, like, the beginning of the show, I mean, you're literally doing community policing. Yeah. And that – you're leading by example. So I would assume then the junior patrol are probably doing somewhat of the same thing, maybe not exactly the same. And um, like, that's awesome to hear. Like, that's awesome to hear too, that your chief 
all the way down to the junior patrolman can all just have a good laugh. Like yeah. that, that probably makes the environment so much better. Yeah, you'll see some departments out there, like you got to salute ranks and stuff like that. And it's yeah. like, we're not the military. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my chief, he only gets upset if you don't go golf with him. Kind of thing. <laughs> he wants to be one of the boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that, which is really good. So, yeah. we all have that, that atmosphere there where we're all hanging out and we Fun, go to the yeah. FOP meetings, just like the, to talk and hang out and yeah. have a meal together. And that's it's awesome. pretty good. Most departments, they need that. Yeah, so. definitely need more of that. Um, not even just in departments. I think in any job in yeah. general is the the culture is huge. Yeah, for for a lot of different reasons. But. Yeah, like uh, leadership. Um, uh, like you want to serve, right? Yeah. Like you need to show your team that you're here to help them, sort yeah. of type thing. And and regardless, um, in any type of environment, so any type of job, that's awesome though. And I'm actually curious. I think the answer I'm going to get here is going to be the martial arts, but. I wonder if it's also growing up in the family that you did. Your dad was 31 years in uh, as law enforcement because mm -hmm. what sounds so common sense, right, to treat others like a human being, right, yeah. for you to do that and while in the uniform, it doesn't really happen that much, or at least from my point of view. I'm not in the profession, so maybe it happens more. What made you like or instantly understand that you need to be more of a personable human being yeah. on the job and that's going to be the way like why how can maybe other cops that aren't like that develop that like what what was it for you yeah probably mainly how i was raised too okay and yes martial arts like it yet again it checks everything at the door yep and uh my karate instructor as a kid used to say yes we all have problems outside check it at the door you're here to train that's all i want you to think for the next hour and a half train and yeah, we'll pick up your drama later. And I do the same thing at work. If something's going on, I'll check it at the door at the locker room. I'll do my 12-hour shift, come home, and I'll work the problem later. I don't bring my family life or if it's something going on that's bothering me to work. Mm -hmm. Because now I'm going to take it out on somebody who doesn't deserve it. Yeah. But yeah, like also, I grew up in the next town over from where my dad worked. So we'd run into people all the time at the mall or shops. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, hey, chief, like, thanks for this, thanks for that. Like All the respect people had for him or how he treated people. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I got to... Make sure I do that. Nice. I never wanted to be that cop. Nice. It's like, you're doing this because I said so. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, No. No. I could think of a couple. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was never like yeah, that. Yeah, no. Fucking yeah. love that, dude. No. I love that. We have a, There's a couple of uh, officers that, that listen to the show, right? From, um, from Lobo, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah nice. I think so. Um, what, what would you say to, to maybe there's an officer listening, they want to get into uh, martial arts, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, um, but they're, you know, they're afraid to do it maybe because of their ego or they don't know where to start. You know, what do you say to them? I always tell them to come try our class on Sunday. But this course I'm in now, there's a couple guys, like I said, we have an hour lunch break and some of us more with experience will stay and roll. Uh, I see a couple guys walking in after lunch. I'm like, oh, why don't you roll? And they're like, oh, I never did anything like that before. I'm like, find the highest ranks in the room and roll with us. So, yes, those spazzy white belts might hurt you. <laughs> like they're still trying to check that ego. They're still trying to learn. But I'm like, find there's three or four black belts in this room right now. There's a brown belt. There's some purple belts. Find us. Tell us it's your first time training, and you're going to be safe. Yeah. Unless you get those feet wet, and you're going to realize it's not a hard sport. Yeah, no. I think that's why I do good with it. I feel like it's the lazy man martial art, <laughs> and it's, the yet again, the most dominant. So I'm not out there boxing like I used to do Muay Thai and a five-minute round, you want to throw up in the corner. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot different. Yeah. You're, you're learning to conserve energy. 
dude, any type of fucking martial art where you have the ability in the sports sense to lay down essentially yeah. to to pull guard to and pull on someone and still dominate yeah, yeah that's that's a interesting dynamic there yeah Fuck. like joe rogan says you're, you're simulating murder like, yeah essentially yeah, I, can, I can kill you with this so, yeah which is a pretty cool thing to know yeah he's got a he's got a similar story uh like martial art beginning like instead of karate i think he was taekwondo right i think so yeah, yeah and then he went into i think it was ju- straight jujitsu or, or kickboxing i believe i forgot mm-hmm. but yeah one of the things but yeah man he he always seems to focus on jujitsu yeah as like the, the main thing to go back yeah, his to, stand-up yeah. is unbelievable i just saw something recently like from michael jai white was talking he's yeah. like yo joe rogan's legit like, oh yeah he's got almost a perfect technique for kicks and punches so there, huh. w- there was a nice video of him hitting the fucking heavy bag with yeah. a kick and it was Brutal. Yeah, that's the video Michael J. White was oh, talking okay. about. Yeah, yeah. he's mm-hmm. like, it's just flawless technique. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. Oh, yeah, dude. Every time I see Joe Rogan, I still uh, just think of Fear Factor. Yeah. <laughs> but he had hair then. Yeah, yeah. 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 When I hear his really? voice, I'm like, uh, somebody's going to eat some fucking cow testicles. <laughs> <laughs> some eyeballs. Oh, yeah. That was a good show. Yeah, that was an amazing show. Fuck. Damn. Um, there was actually, so we always do a question segment. We don't have to end into it right now, but there was a question. I will ask one um, earlier and I'll shout him out later. But someone did ask, and I don't know if he was a cop or not, um, but he said, why do most cops, I think it was like have an ego and, and not want to train? Why do you think besides so like besides the money aspect, like what alpha do you think? Mentality, alpha mentality, Alpha yeah. mentality. That, like, like I said before, I'm not a big guy. So if you're coming in at 200 pounds and you can't get me off of you. Yeah. I seen cops quit. Fuck. So yeah, like wow. when Pure first opened, we had one cop there. He was a big dude, uh-huh. big, strong. He can lift way. I don't lift weights. He can lift hundreds of pounds easily. Mm-hmm. Piece of cake. Yeah. But he could not get me off of him, mm-hmm. and he hated that. And I then bet. he would roll with other people, and like he would just get dominated. And back when like Adrian was with, he's really small, and he would just dominate people. Yeah. And guys can't handle that. Fuck, and I'm like, dude. Instead of sitting like, bro, figure this out. On a mat with friends, mm-hmm. where the easiest technique to tap out, yeah, is we'll figure it out now, not later on when your life depends on it. That they just couldn't do that, dude. It's ridiculous. And so, you, you, how fast? Like for you, how fast did that? Or you never had an ego, probably when it came to martial arts. But like, I, I remember the reason why I started was because I didn't want to get. I, I had an ego and pride that I would lose a fight, and I, I was embarrassed I couldn't fight. Yeah. The first day I was fucking getting wrecked, but I was like, holy shit, I actually love this. Like, the ego goes away right away. Like, I wish people yeah. could understand that. It will go away. Well, like I said, like, I came from karate where yeah. when I went with my buddy Steve and these guys were lighting me up. I could have just been like, yo, forget this. I'm done. Yeah. I was like, I need to know what that is. Yeah, I love That's that. That's magic. Yeah. I love but that. But, like, even, like, I'm not a, a – cop is my job. It's mm-hmm. not my identity. Some guys identify as that. Yeah. It's not me. Like, I can I can leave tomorrow if I had enough money. Um, but I, I'm a husband and I'm a father. Mm-hmm. So even when I retire, nobody's going to ever hurt my wife or kids. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make sure of that. So I'm, that's, that's my job for life. Yeah. Not for 25 years as a cop. So I've, I will never have that respect for myself if something happened and I wasn't able to defend them. Mm-hmm. So yes, I have enough stand up, I think to, to hold my own. And then jujitsu is like, it takes the longest to learn. So yeah. I stuck with jujitsu. Yeah. That's fucking awesome, and I. I, oh, I, I no, I was just gonna point out for that, like a lot of guys, like you just said, they're you know the, the whole alpha thing, right? Well, I think it's just you know somebody like that is just thinking of it wrong because not that they're thinking of it wrong, but how much more alpha do you feel once you're able to control your emotions and control and, and leave your ego at the door? 
and diffuse situations or not even do confrontations, you feel a lot more alpha yeah. than the fake alpha that you felt before. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you get these so, big guys that'll come in for a trial class and you're able to like manhandle them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, you know what you're doing, but right. yeah, I actually, I hate that. Like in this class, like you'll, you'll mess somebody up, like not mess them up, but you'll dominate them. Like, oh, you're a savage. Like, no, I'm not. Like, <laughs> there's, there's savages out there. I'm not yeah. a savage. <laughs> you just, you just don't know what you're doing yet. Yeah. Right? You don't figure it no, out. No, but you, I'm, I know you just said that, but you are a savage, and I yeah, have rolled. Dude, it. you're the first one to put me in a banana split, I heard and I was like, "What the fuck, uh, dude?" I was like, awesome. that, 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 was, was like that, "That was cool." That was you, yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah, that's one of my go-to's. I hit that a lot. Yeah, yeah. fuck Can you. Can you actually demonstrate that? Right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Don, why don't you uh, get on? Uh, I'm injured right now. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was listening to your show when you mentioned that. I was yeah. driving and cracking up. I remember that. That open mat. That was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Oh fuck! Wait, what was I gonna say? Shit. Um, how demoralizing is that? Oh, to, to tap somebody with a banana split, so dude. That's yes. the alpha. That's how I take it out of it. Yeah, dude. dude. Like, honestly, I actually don't one. know what that move is. It's imagine like you know what a lockdown is. No. When I just like I I stop your leg with my legs. Okay. And now I take your other leg and I put it over my shoulder. Oh. And it's just like ripping your groin. Yeah, oh. dude. And now so you're go, you're gonna tap. You oh, you gotta, you yeah, gotta dude. tap, <laughs> dude. There's only there's one other submission that oh, I think. It's probably one of the most brutal. Is that one and um, oh, what's it called? Twister. Oh yeah, dude, the Twister. If you don't tap, dude, you'll you'll snap your spine. Yeah, like, I hit absolutely. that today on somebody. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah, if you get guys like Trevor Patterson, like yeah. I'll get a banana split or an electric chair on him, and he'll just look at me like. Because he he's flexible, he doesn't yeah, feel yeah, it at all. Yeah, yeah. He can put fucking... his legs behind his head. I'm like, all right, bro. All right, yeah. <laughs> at least like grimace, make me feel yeah. good. <laughs> different different yeah. levels of flexibility too. For yeah, sure. that's fucking awesome. Dude, you know what you know what I like about martial arts too, and it's something that um, and I'm curious to know what you think about this. Just society in general, um, we we speak to uh, you know, there's both men and women that listen to the show, but men are are the dominant population. Mm -hmm. How we need to be better as men, right? And how we need to like, and I'm taking this back to what you just said. Like, I'm not just a cop; I'm a father and a husband, and I'm going to protect my family for life, and I fucking love that. And that needs to get back, like, and, and. Part of that and the start of being able to have that mentality is you need to train in some sense. Yeah. Like you need to have that training. But like, do you see, do you think there's going to be a flip in the society with the young kids training? You think that we're going to get back to the point where like men become protectors and take pride in so. that? Yeah. I hope so. So that's one thing in my house. Um, I have three daughters. Mm-hmm. So obviously my one is one years old, but my other ones, I'm like, I don't care if you like it or not. You're going to try jujitsu. Yes. You're going to try it. I'm not going to force you into anything except jujitsu. If you like it, stick with it. If you don't, once I think you've given it a try, then you can walk away. Yeah. Love so that. like the one point I was, I was training a lot and I don't go to the bar and hang out like with people there. Like my, my passion, my, my drug of choice is jujitsu training. Mm-hmm. So it was to the point where I would leave work, go to jujitsu, leave work, go to jujitsu, on days off, go to jujitsu. Yeah. And my wife's like, you know, she was a martial artist too, but she's like, listen, you're going to the gym so much. Like have more family time. I'm like, oh, you're right. So I went to Pure one day and I came home and I'm like, hey, I signed you up. <laughs> so let's, let's go have family time. I love it. And I now, love it. Yes. now she's a purple belt. Like, Yo, get she's, out of she's here. legit too. Like Does she, she go to Pure? She does. Um, but my daughter's one. Okay. So like from when she was born to like being pregnant and all that, she couldn't train up. Yeah. So she's about to come back soon. Oh, like nice. She just got to that point where she can come back and train. Cool. That's awesome. So she will be back, but she's like a legit purple belt, not nice. just like a purple belt. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's funny. You'll, you'll see her roll with people. And uh, like Rima was talking about her on the podcast, you'll see her roll with people and she's just so easygoing. Like she's more mellow than I am. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's just chilling. And then she'll come like, 
I find a new partner, she'll point me out. And it's a death match. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a legal domestic. She'll try to kill me. I fucking She'll be one of my hardest roles all I night. I'll get like 10 other black belts, but she's my hardest role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my, uh, my older daughter, she ended up getting a blue belt. Oh, congrats. She, she's pretty good. That's awesome. Um, she's in school right now, so she took some time off to do that and concentrate on that. All right. My middle daughter nice. is 12. She was legit at jiu-jitsu so okay. she started when she was like three or four years old it's incredible um, with, oh, uh, with craig from toro he was yeah, yeah, at, yeah. pure he was her coach and uh she was trained for like nine years at jiu-jitsu like Damn. she wrestled she does judo so like seeing her very timid very shy a couple years into jiu-jitsu and all that stuff then she's like more outspoken and um morris county at one point when she first wrestled she was the only girl in the county wow mm. Then it was like she's the only girl in Roxbury and all that stuff, and she'd be in a wrestling room with sixty boys. Yeah. They wanted nothing to do with her. Yeah. So like they they'd be like a group of three, and she's in the corner by herself drilling. Uh-huh. But she was so focused, and like she would go out there, and she was killing matches. Uh-huh. She, she had to wrestle all boys, and then she uh, went to states and took second. And like, she was killing it. Hmm. And then like she was with uh, Sensei Kevin when he had the judo program mm-hmm. at Pure. She was training with him, and uh, she was getting first place like all the time. And then there was this one girl there. They're like, oh, she's ranked fourth nationally. Nobody wanted to fight her. Huh. So I was like, oh, send, Riley, send my daughter in. Yeah. And uh, they're like, really? Like, you know, she's, what's going to happen? She's not going to get hurt. They're like, it's yeah. a children's division. <laughs> if something looks bad, stop it. Yeah. But uh, she'll either win or lose or who cares. And she'll have fun. And she has that mentality. She's like, yeah, yeah I'll either great. win or I have fun. fun. She went out there and destroyed the girl. I fucking love it. She was it. ranked fourth nationally. Nice. She, it's called an epone. You beat her real quick. It was like seven seconds she beat her. Holy that's all. shit. Yeah. And so she's wrestled her almost her whole life. She just took this last season off to do basketball for the first time. But um, I'm trying to get her back into jujitsu now. But it's just Yo. she's a dominant. Like imagine she's just starting. a savage. Yeah, like, and it's a good thing. Like, it's like Jesus Christ, these these kids these days they're gonna fuck when I, I think when they grow up. Like because it sounds like your daughter's gonna continue. I hope she comes back. Yeah. yeah, and oh my God, just think about that. Like just like it's with you, eighteen or thirty-two years of uh, thirty-two years of martial arts, arts. But like, imagine if I started jujitsu when I was three. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like Not those karate. people. Oh my god, dude. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. mentioned that I think on a couple of shows now about you know because everybody looks at Tiger Woods. Well, he started golfing when he was one years yeah. old. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like we talk about savages. There. Look yeah. at these kids coming up now. Oh Wait yeah. Until they're eighteen years old. Oh yeah. They're gonna be savages. Like yeah. we're gonna be fighting for our lives against like a sixteen-year-old. Yeah. Dude, think it's about exciting. that. Think about that. Like, this is a, a interesting thought. But if your kid trains and you don't train, there's gonna be a certain point where theoretically your kid can kill you. Like yeah, some of these sure. kids are starting at three years old. Exactly. They're gonna train for thirteen years before they get a blue belt. Fuck. So yeah, they're really like a fucking. <laughs> they're yeah, they're yeah. like a black belt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Holy. Now imagine cool. when they're purple yeah. or brown. They're oh gonna my kill god, us, dude. You know who I always think of when I when I think of like child proteges like that is like Shane. Shane. Okay. Oh my god. I talk dude. about him all the time. Yeah, dude. I think I, t- I told like three people about him today. Yeah. Just, nice. I'm always talking about nice. him. Like he was a kid at 16 who would just kill us. Yeah. So he's he's strong, man. He's strong, but he's his technique is almost perfect yeah exactly yeah he's legit like a, um, another student of the game yeah he literally yeah and like you'll walk in the, the gym and you want to stretch out for a second he'll walk in like hey can i drill this move <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. bro give me a second yeah, exactly i know you're gonna hurt me let yeah. me stretch out <laughs> i love that too when i was uh i used to drill a lot with shane when i used to go in the night class mm-hmm. and it would be like all right maybe we're showing um an arm bar next thing i know shane's like 
setting up that arm bar then something's happening and all of a sudden he's somehow in an omoplata and then he's going up and i'm like holy shit dude how is he even fucking <laughs> processing this i don't even know what the fuck he's doing yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's fine it's funny i'll see like a grown man brown belt black belt like i got shane tonight like that's such a huge yeah yeah, like, yeah 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 he's still a kid but that's awesome like, yeah yeah <laughs> that's fucking good yeah. i think there's if there's anybody like scott cooper's probably gonna bring his kid to jiu-jitsu soon 100 oh yeah he, he uh, can, can the kid russell, walk yet no no but yeah. russell russell's 6 30 a.m scott's scott's uh kid's gonna be crawling around on the mat yeah. doing 100%. some moves <laughs> that kid will have more rounds than before preschool starts yeah for yeah sure. oh yeah, yeah for sure <laughs> for sure he even said it too he's like dude he's like he's, russell's gonna be the whole fucking time. yeah my it. son's gonna be here he's like all right i fucking love that my youngest daughter's one i had her uh pummeling already I had yeah. this video of her pummeling and yeah. that's cool she's cool. shrimping and i got her a book it's the whole alphabet and it's, it's called a is for armbar yeah, yeah, yeah so each letter is a different technique and i read that, that to is, her that is <laughs> fucking hilarious i need yeah. that you got an extra copy you can learn a is for armbar i love that dude that's crazy you're just a bunch of savages let's get into the uh the questions there was yeah. a couple good questions here that we had and as always, I'm going to be my grandpa and not know how the fuck to do this. All right. Just kidding. All right. So let's start that shit off. All right, folks. Joe is getting to the question segment here momentarily. Yeah, momentarily. <laughs> yeah. All right. Here we go. We got some, uh, got some good questions. Oh, it was. um, Okay. This was the question that I had already asked. This from Jay Dillon. Do you, Jay Dillon? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, why are so many What's cops on, egotistical and think they don't need to, de- to uh, BJJ or even to work out? And, yeah. yeah. But like I said, we explained it. And then the culture is changing. So yeah. I'm hoping to see it. And there's, there's guys out there. Like, I feel like I've been at the forefront for a while. But there's guys with way more experience out there. Chad Lyman, Jay Wadsworth, like NJLEO. These guys are out there killing it. Yeah. Making jiu-jitsu so mainstream for cops. That mm-hmm. I'm hoping within like the next few years, it's just like, Everybody thinks they have to do it for our jobs. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. so too. Well, seeing seeing as as everyone's kids, your your daughters that are training, it's yeah. almost like they're gonna need to. Not yeah. not that you're. I'm not saying like the kids are gonna be troublemakers, but it's almost like yeah. hey, you better know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah, my daughter was 11. I brought her in on a Sunday class to train with one of the female officers, and she beat the daylights wow. out. Wow. Yeah. Oh my and god. She did straight domination. So yeah, imagine that. 11. That's incredible. Yeah. I'm hoping that they wow. definitely push that more with the academies to make it like a like a federal thing to where yeah. like you have to know. Yes, it's this. it's just everything with the state of New Jersey. Yeah. There's loopholes, so yeah. yeah they said New Jersey's uh, jujitsu is going to be mandatory, but they're still trying to figure things out. But gotcha. at least Morris, they have me. I'm, I've been teaching it. Good. I just started with Passaic. I'm teaching it. Hell yeah! There's cops all over the place that are, are starting to bring it in. Were were I just saw recently? Um, did you go to an open mat or of sorts of all Leo? Yeah, so that, okay. those are the guys from NJLEO. Okay. Um, Matt and uh, Scott, I believe. I'm gonna, sorry if I forgot their names. But yeah, they, um, they're out there. They do an open mat. So it's one hour of tr- instruction. So uh-huh. if you have no experience at all, calm down. It's for police only. Um, they'll, they'll teach for one hour. And then it's like two hours of just rolling. Oh, and it's great. They're traveling nice. the whole state all over the place. We had it up here um, a couple months ago. I think in the summer we had it. And then I just went to Gale Force for it, and they they travel the whole state. Awesome! And it's just not only is it like great to learn something and roll, it's networking. Yeah. So yet again, keep your friends like minded. Mm-hmm. These are like minded, motivated cops that want jujitsu mainstream. We're getting our heads together and figuring this stuff out, how to make it more popular for other cops. So yeah, awesome! Fucking yeah. love that. Thanks for your question, Jim. Yeah. Dean, Dean is uh, he trains uh, on Saturdays. He goes. He trains at uh, Fort Lee, I think, but he comes up here on Saturdays. Okay. Uh, he has 
one he says what does what does being a black belt mean to you a somewhat educated white belt <laughs> uh so yeah i keep bringing it up this class i'm in right now uh, i'm the only black belt who's not an instructor right in this course so they're all like oh man you're just a beast and i'm like dude that covers two inches of your butt yeah that belt i gotta do the rest so it means nothing mm-hmm. there's white belts who could beat me there's blue belts purple belts brown belts it, it means nothing um, it means to me the black belt of a huge accomplishment in my life. Mm-hmm. I stuck with it. I worked hard, and I, I hope to think that I earned it. Um, and it's funny. like I'm the same guy I was as a brown belt. Yeah. I know the same techniques I was as a brown belt. Nobody wanted to talk to me as a brown belt. The second after I put a, uh, Andy and Mikey put a black belt around my waist, bro, my phone blows up. Now. <laughs> can you come teach this? Can you come teach that? Yo, can you, oh, can you nice. do this? Can you do that? Like it's hilarious. Like, That's crazy. It's, they respect the be- the belt, which yeah. is, it's cool. Like yeah. I put my time in, kind of mm-hmm. thing. Page dues. Uh, yeah, it's a exactly. huge accomplishment, and I was extremely honored to receive it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this one, uh, I'll, I'll ask it, but you've already answered it. Um, we spoke about it a lot. But Christian, thanks for your question, is what made you want to start training BJJ? Yeah. Yep, definitely went over that one. Oh, this one's fun. Uh, Ashley, when is my favorite Farina female coming back to train? There you go. So that's probably my wife. Um, hopefully soon. Nice. Hopefully soon. I'm, awesome. I'm trying to get her back in the next couple months. Nice. Yes. Awesome. Oh, um, Cheyenne, Realtor Dink. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think victims of abuse that became alcoholics or addicts can stay in recovery without relapse? Sure. I mean, it's a good question. It depends on the person and how motivated. Mm-hmm. Our brains are so powerful. You can do anything you want as long as you're, as you're motivated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also, too, like, I think a thing to go back to is that guy that was on, um, maybe this he didn't suffer abuse, but the guy that was on, um, was it P- PCP? Right. Yeah. And he came and, you know, you guys have the situation and haven't dealt with him since he yeah. came to thank you. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I can't speak on like the actual addict, but um, when we did our NJLEO at Pure, yeah. it's all for cops. But before it was like from 11 to 2, from 10 o'clock, we had battered women come in. So oh, wow. from a New Jersey shelter and who were victims of abuse. So we made it, we empowered them by teaching them for an hour. Of some wow. technique there was no rolling but we just we showed them some technique and yeah how easy it is to use jujitsu and how to get somebody off of you and get to more of a dominant position to get out run. yeah but did you do you know um offhand if any of those women then signed up to train at a gym i don't know i know financially a lot of them are hurting okay but I, i've offered my services i'm like anytime you guys want to do this again please reach out to me that's fucking we'll, awesome we'll do it anytime you guys want i'll make myself available yeah i'm always doing that for for police or anybody who wants training yeah even when COVID happened and, and schools were shutting down i made myself available at this little private gym and one-on-one like if somebody wants to train i will be there like i don't want to attend a funeral yeah. for a cop who got mm-hmm. assaulted and killed if there's something i could have done yeah fucking love that it's yeah. powerful there's one more and it's always going to be the hardest question that you'll ever have to answer because it's coming from Anthony. <laughs> oh, boy. I always count you, yep. man. Uh, Anthony, thank you for your question. He has the one. Um, this is a funny one. He has one funny and one serious. Uh, if revenge is a dish that is best served cold and revenge is sweet, then is revenge ice cream? It's a good fucking point, dude. <laughs> I would say, yeah. Bro, that's deep. Yeah, right? yeah <laughs> do that. Man, can you say that one more time? Yeah, you sure. lost me. If, if revenge is a dish that is best served cold... And revenge is sweet. 
then is revenge ice cream? <laughs> I guess it would be ice cream. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> or it's Italian ice. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I yeah, yeah Italian ice. Watch the fucking be. watch the Earth start to implode. We just just found it. <laughs> yeah, crazy we just found thing. the yeah life secret. Life it's too secret. deep for me. Yeah, <laughs> this is a good one, man. I, I actually don't know how to fuck. Anthony, I got a question for you. Do yeah. you think of these yourself, or do you Google these? You got like a whole list right <laughs> yeah, now. Dude, I'm, gonna start <laughs> I'm gonna start googling every fucking question yeah. he's asked. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, this is a really good one. Holy shit. And we'll start with you, Joe. Okay. What are you holding on to that's holding you back? Holy mm. shit. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Great fucking question. That's really good. Um, I have no clue. Man. Yeah, like, wow. Grudges? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Like Stuff like that. Like, yeah. I'm always trying. Like I just tell my wife not too long ago. I'm like, I wish I was a better person like that. Like, I'm the kind of guy, if you do something wrong to me or get me mad, I write you off. Mm, like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't give you a second chance. I, yeah. just, I just want nothing to do with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like I said, my whole life is keep those, those positive people around me. Yeah. And if you're just a, I, w- I want to be able to work on that and forgive people and help people. And, but like, if you do something wrong or I just don't like how you live your life, I, I want nothing to do with you. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Life's yeah. too short. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've actually worked very very hard on this exact question mm-hmm. um over you know the past few years of my life so i don't have an answer for that present day mm-hmm. but i think for sure um something that i used to really really hold on to was i used to struggle a lot with depression and mental mm-hmm. health stuff uh for a little while and i would hold on to that as part of my identity mm-hmm. um and i would think i would talk about it so much and think about it so much that it just never went away yeah um, so it wasn't until I kind of let that go that it stopped holding me back. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, life's never been better since. And, um, so I think that would be, that would be my answer for that. Um, you know, whatever happened in the past, it happened, you can't change it, you know, and actually it serves It's what happened to me serves me now. Um, so kind of letting that go and just living life from the present moment on, you know, what more is there to ask for? So I think I think that would be my answer. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. I think uh, for me, it's probably just, uh, I have been doing really well of like not caring what other people think, but there's still like a part of me of what, if I do something, what are people thinking? So I think I need to just let that go fucking completely almost to the point where even though I like, I will perform stuff. Right. Um, like if someone asked me, Hey, you want to go to iron, uh, iron bar fucking, uh, grasshopper right now and do karaoke like that's such a fun thing and i love to sing but i wouldn't do it you know what i mean like just because like oh what it what would people think like fucking cares just do it like that type of shit so yeah it's a very fucking good question yeah it was an awesome question awesome thank you yeah fuck do you mind um you know if i if maybe in the notes or the description of the show like we have your instagram handle or maybe an email just in case like anyone a law enforcement officer or maybe an yeah, abuse no. victim wants to reach out to you and yeah 100 fuck yeah that'd be great that'd be awesome yeah fuck what's yeah. uh what's the best way for them to reach out either facebook joe farina or uh instagram at uh karate kid 01 fan okay uh, if they message me on facebook i'll send them the link to uh the private group for leos awesome mm-hmm. but yeah fuck yeah get more and more guys to train it'd be great yeah no, makes us all safer yeah i love that uh you have any final like thoughts for the show or just or just for the audience or anything that you want to get off your mind i really appreciate you guys doing this it's just good to get it out there and mm-hmm. 
get this into more people's hands. You guys are doing a great job. I've listened to most of your shows. Thanks, Thank man. you, man. So, Appreciate it's cool. It. I like Jit Zone that's coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I listened sure. to the first one. It was pretty nice. cool. Nice. Yeah, we'll get you on there. All right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Awesome. Yeah. This is kind of like the intro yeah. the show. We'll dive more deep into it on the Jit Zone. Sounds yeah, for good. Sure. Hell yeah. Uh, appreciate you coming Thank on. Thank you guys. Uh, yeah. You know, pleasure. Great show. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right, folks. That was it. You uh, heard um, where you can reach out to Joe. Um, definitely, if you're law enforcement and you're not training, get the fuck on the mat. No excuse, man. Yeah. He, Joe, as Joe said, he runs a free session for, I think, an hour or two, right? 8 to 9.30. 8 to 9.30. An hour and a half every day at Pure MMA and Rockaway. There's no excuses. On Sunday. Sunday yep, Sunday. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's every day? Every yep, day. okay. I'm making shit up. On Sunday. Um, every Sunday, you should be getting there. You should be training. Uh, thank you for listening to the show, guys. This is a great one, and uh, we will see you next week. Yeah, Joe, sorry. I yeah, just, no uh, just want to thank you for what you do with Absolutely, the community yes. as a community police officer and just your kind of mentality about how you be a police officer and kind of just how you run your life. Um, all the the free things that you do uh, as far as service to the community and for jujitsu, I just think that's um, something that had to be recognized there. So thank you, man. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Yeah, thank you. Awesome, so, guys. That's the show. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Yeah.